welcome from our family here. Tell him that you're glad that he's here. If you have traveled to Ecuador before with us, will you stand and let Guillermo see you where you're at? There's, so there's lots of friends here that you have here who see you. See Dr. Van Horn? He still likes you after all these years. Anyhow, thank you. You can be seated. Uh, how many of you, just for my benefit and for Guillermo's benefit, how many of you speak Spanish? Will you raise your hand? Look, there's several here that speak Spanish. You want to bring a greeting in Spanish to them real quick? Go ahead, your mic works. Muy buenos días, mis hermanos. Que el Señor les bendiga. Para mí es un honor poder estar con ustedes. Eh, mirar que Dios pone a nuestra gente aún en estos lugares. Me recuerda el, la palabra de Dios cuando dice que Él tiene un propósito en cada cosa que Él hace y que sea Dios utilizando sus vidas en el lugar donde Dios les ha puesto a ustedes. Mucho gusto. I know a lot of you didn't understand that. I understood it perfectly, and I'll explain it to you later what he was. <laughs> Guillermo knows my Spanish is no good. <laughs> so uh, we're thrilled to have Guillermo here with us. He is traveling uh, for about a month in the States. He's here with us. This is his first stop, and then he will go from here to uh, close to Atlanta, Georgia, a place called Troy, Georgia, and then he'll go to Little Rock, Arkansas. Then he'll go to North Carolina, and he'll wind up in Florida for Christmas. I told him Florida and Christmas don't go together, that that's just not a good thing. He, you know what his big thing is, what he wants to see? He wants to see snow. He's never seen snow. So we're hoping that maybe he'll see snow in Little Rock or North Carolina. I told him the chances here and the chances in Florida are pretty much close to zero. So, but we're praying that God will do that. God, uh, Guillermo wants to bring uh, greetings from uh, Salasaka, his church, and then he wants to share with you his testimony and, and uh, just uh, bring a, a word to you that the Lord has laid on his heart about what we do when we're there and how we help him with his ministry. Uh, he speaks very good English. Uh, you will not, I don't believe you'll have any trouble understanding him at all. He, uh, in fact, he's about to get his degree in Ecuador in English so that he can teach English. And so he's a, a translator. His wife, Elvia, is uh, in school uh, studying to be a physical therapist. And she's about halfway through school. And then they have a little boy named Mateo uh, that they, uh, how old is Mateo? About five? Eight. Eight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's been a few years since I've seen him, so, uh, but he's eight now. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, so uh, we are thankful that they are here with us, and, and uh, we, I can't wait for you to hear from Guillermo. So Guillermo, just like me, every Sunday morning you have five minutes, all right? And that's all you have. No, I'm just teasing. You see the big clock? Yeah. 11.30. All right, turn it off. Because who he died... For us is what we are able to be here together. And not just for now, but we will be for the eternity. And we thank the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Clint, for that wonderful verse. And my name is Guillermo Simbaña. I'm the pastor for Salasaca Baptist Church in my country. It's a little town uh, that has uh, 16,000 uh, people. 100% of them are Quichua. Uh, indigenous, what we call Quechua. Uh, they both, uh, they speak uh, 
their na native uh, key, uh, language. Uh, to give you a little example, and short example will be uh, in Spanish uh, to say, what is your name? We say, ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Or, ¿Cómo te llamas? But in Quichua, we say, Ima Shutikangi. So I'm a Quichua uh, person as well. And for me to just being able to be here with you and share what God has been doing in my country through you guys, through your prayers, is such as a big honor. So before I wanted to start this, I wanted to pray. And please join me. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Thank you so much so much for giving us that uh, the gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus, to give us that example of what servant means. Thank you to come to this earth, not as a king, but to die for our sins. Now we can say we are saved. Thank you, Lord, and this time be in your hands and the words be yours. Uh, use me and, and give me the words, Lord, so you can bless your church. You can bless our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, I wanted to uh, share with you a little bit about my testimony. And it was, uh, it caught my attention last Wednesday when I was able to come here. I know as a church, you just finished um, the Old Testament uh, uh, teaching. And it was nice to hear David Platt telling about how God uh, basically uh, made that picture and put us together there. And even the before the foundation of this earth, God chose you for a purpose. So uh, I wanted to read a little verse. I wanted, I, I had it to change this so he cannot just, it cannot be just me telling and pointing me, but point, pointing us. So the verse says, but when, no, okay. <laughs> but when it pleased God, he separated us from our mother's womb and call us through his grace. Call us through his grace. Uh, I wanted to uh, focus a little bit on telling you guys, keep your legacy. Our countries uh, recognize that. You as a nation are a country uh, who shared the example of being a missionary country. You came here, you came uh, to our country to spread the word of God. Maybe most of you have heard about Jim Elliot. He's a missionary who died in my country, in the jungle area, just because he wanted to share the God's word. A tribe, prim uh, primitive tribe killed him, but his son didn't come back hating these people. His son, come back to the same area, showing his uh, Jesus' love. And because of that, he changed, and God changed the entire community right there. So I wanted to uh, encourage you to think about that it's so important to keep the legacy because the ne next generation is coming, and it is up to you. It's on our, our hands to share what God gave it to us. But how can we share if we sometimes are a little bit lazy, or sometimes we think, well, I'm so uh, uh, focused on my job, focused on everything what is going on in my life, but not really focusing on sharing Christ through our lives, through to our generation. So thank you so much for the, being that nation who came and laid 
a lot of things behind of you to uh, give that step of obedience and bringing the word of God. Not just because this, uh, not, not during these years, but many years, many works, many missionaries, many experience has been um, affecting our lives. And let me tell you, during my testimony, I will be sharing how an IMB missionary uh, was used by God in order to, uh, for me to hear his word, in order for me to hear uh, the salvation that now allows me to come and tell you, thank you so much. Um, it's important to understand, uh, once we are part of this story, like David Plath said, nobody else will take out from our hands. So you are part of the story. And let me tell you a little bit about my testimony. And uh, talking about uh, my testimony, I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, I never thought uh, what it takes, I didn't understood what it takes to be a Christian because I didn't see any difference in my parents, in my family. So I was kind of a uh, James. I wanted to see it, and then I will believe it. Uh, I remember I used to go to uh, work. I used to work with my father every so uh, summer during my high school period. But there was one year before I finished uh, the high school, uh, my father didn't have uh, a job. Uh, we used to work, uh, I used to work in construction, but he didn't have a job on that specific summer. So one of my uh, cousins invited me to join a, a American team. And well, it was so weird for me to be around Americans and I didn't understand, understood anything about it. But the first day, uh, the missionary who was leading that team, uh, his name is David, IMB uh, missionary. He put me in a group where we, the first day we went to the streets and markets and parks and we started sharing the gospel. And during the day, I stopped for a moment. I was in charge of passing trucks. I stopped for a moment. I was start reading, and I said, well, the steps of how we can become a Christian. And I thought, well, I need that. The next day, that missionary came to me and shared about Nicodemus' story, John 3. And we can see how this person, Nick, called it Nicodemus, it, it had everything what he needed. He was a religious, he was a reputed person, he was a leader, um, he was even a teacher, but he didn't know how to go to heaven, how to have a, that relationship with God. Well, I don't know if you examined yourself, I don't know maybe you have everything as well, but I wanted to ask you if you have a relationship with God. Those kind of questions David asked me after he shared about Nicodemus, and I told him, well, Uncle David, thank you so much. I, I have heard about uh, that, 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 that message before, and it has been beautiful, but you cannot prove me that your religion is the true. Um, and he said, because I, uh, in the high school, I learned that in this world, there are thousands of religions, so how can you prove me that yours is the true one? He answered me, in the, in, he answered that question in that way. I'm not here to tell you about our religion. I'm here to tell you about who died for you. 
who is willing to forgive you, who is right now willing to change your life. Would you like to born again? When he answered in that way, it was like God opening my mind. And I thought, well, for many years I was rejecting God. Like Pastor Clint says, are you going to keep rejecting him? I was rejecting him for years. That moment I said, well, how can I reject it? To whom he died for my sin. To that person who is re ready to forgive my sins. So I thank the Lord. And to, back in 2005, July 25, around 3 p.m. And when is when God saved me. And now I'm here sharing you about the uh, about my testimony. And I wanted to share a little bit about what it takes to be uh, to born again, based on Ezekiel 36, 25 to 28. And his word says, "Then I will spring clean water on you, and you shall be my, you shall be clean. I will cleanse." you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take you the heart of a stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put on my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statue. I will and I will keep my judgment and do them. Do you them, you shall dwell in my land that I gave to your fathers, you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Amen. And it was interesting to see how David Platt was even reminding us about we are his people. We are in his land. And one day we will be for the eternity. Um, can you um, change the next, to the next one, please? Once God, God saved me, uh, I remember I had to get back to, uh, to finish the high school. And when I finished the high school, soon as possible, I called David. And I said, I used to live in Quito, and he used to live in a city called Ambato, three hours afar each other. So when I finished the high school, I, I called David and said, you know, I wanted to know more about God. I finished my high school. Can I just go to your city? I'm so willing to even watch your car if you allow me and teach me more about God. And he says, you know, come on. And I moved to Ambato with a little box of my clothes, and I moved to that city. And doing that, he trained me. He told me how I can share my testimony, how I can share a little bit about the Bible with others. And I started having Bible studies in a community with God, where God opened doors. So I started having Bible studies with these people. Sorry, I, I'm missing them. Sorry. <clears throat> Having Bible studies with them in different communities. Telling them about Jesus. Telling them about that he is so willing to forgive their sins as well. Keep changing, please. Next. And it doesn't matter where we were with children, Raining, there was always a way where we can have a chair and talk about Christ. It doesn't matter if they were preparing their food. We were around the, the fire and talking about God. It doesn't matter how long it took 
we were there walking, climbing mountains, and it doesn't matter when we, were, we had to install in a light where they don't even have light, but during year, uh, uh, for hours and, and during, uh, during the night, having the opportunity to share the, the word of God with them as well. And I wanted to point this picture and stop for a moment and wanted to thank you because since I, w I came to the Lord, I knew a little resort and was Operation Christmas Child. And every time when I had the opportunity, I used to run to the office, uh, to the closest uh, city where I am and ask them, okay, I'm, I'm in that community. We need that much of two boxes. Can you help us, please? And they used to say, always, till now, yeah, here, here they are. How much you want it? How many you want it? And for years, as you see, their church life has been changing through a little note you, so, you send sometimes, a little gift you send sometimes. And for me to be able to be on Wednesday, last Wednesday, helping and packing, it was such a big bless because uh, I I was thinking about, uh, thank you, Lord. We were receiving many shoeboxes for years. Now I'm able to even pack two of them now and makes the difference. Thank you so much to be that church who helps others, who comes and is willing to do something. Maybe not all of you are willing to come and, and go to different countries, but you can do something. Even your prayers are wonderful and powerful. In the name of, of Jesus, can you? Well, during my time, uh, my three uh, years as a Christian, back in those years, somebody started coming and telling me about, oh, Guillermo, you're famous, and you're in Latin Moon, Pastor. And I thought, well, okay, thank you. But I didn't know what is going on, and I didn't know what that really meant. So I said, okay, but the only thing I always used to say, please continue praying for me. After years, and believe me, this is true. I think back in 2012 is, or 10, I think, is when I really understood what Larry Moon meant. So somebody uh, who represents IMB heard my testimony, and they decided to put my ugly face on the poster. <laughs> so back in the, uh, 2008, that year, they decided to put that face in. Well, what I'm going to, what I choose that picture to share with you is because I wanted to thank you one more time because my Christian life has been among you. I came to the Lord because your efforts, because you are a nation, a missionary nation. Remember that legacy, God gave it to you. Keep it with you. Share with your gen, next generation. Thank you so much for sharing with me. Thank you so much for sharing to our country as well. I got married and God allowed me to move my family into the ministry then. So I saw that verse on, out of your house, Pastor Bobby, and I wanted to read it. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So. The, uh, back in 2014, we used to live in a city, a little town called Otavalo. 
and we move as a family to Salasaka town, which is five, six hours far away each other. So we move uh, in 2014, and yeah, I start having connections, making friends, having Bible studies, and like you see in the pictures, can you, next please, and pointing them about the importance of being in, the, in a church, the importance of being in the body. God didn't call us to be uh, as an individual people. God called us to be in his body. We won't grow if we are not in the body. We won't uh, bless others if we are not uh, in the body. You are a member. You may be the feet. You may be the arm. You may, may be the ear, the eye. But God needs you in his body. Jesus is our head. And then because of that, because he's the one who uh, guides us. He's the one who shared the perfect example to us, the example that we have to follow. So seven months after we moved, we were able to rent a little house and establish uh, the Baptist church in our town. So August 17, every year, we are able to now say we celebrate it and we thank the Lord for one more year. And all of you guys who came to Ecuador, you've been able to uh, be in that church and thank you for that. When we moved as a family, we didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know for sure if uh, I had all the equipment and all the knowledge I had I needed in order to give that a step. But then God reminded me through that verse, telling me and telling us, Then Moses said to the Lord, O oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor signs you have spoken to your servant, but I'm a slow, slow of speech and a slow of tongue. And it was the same word I said it to the Lord. But God wanted to equip you and train you and guide you and give you the wisdom through the experience. God needs your heart. God needs your willingness. You be obedient with God. He will be obedient and faithfulness to bless you and equip you. Uh, our church has children ministry now. As you see in the pictures, every Saturday at 2 p.m. for two hours, we have children around uh, our community that comes and enjoy it and have now the opportunity to hear the, uh, the word of God. We try to we try to do uh, some activities, and they really enjoy it. The facility, the place. God is in control. God bless us. God bless our willingness. God bless our people when we are willing to obey Him. So I wanted to honor you for leaving you a lot of things when you sometimes you had to come to Ecuador. And maybe there are people here that haven't been there yet, but you are doing something else. You are packing shoe boxes. You are going to around your community and sharing the, the gospel with your friends, with your family. And I wanted to thank you because 
it's so important to show Christ through our lives in order to make the difference. And they are so happy. As a church, we also, every uh, Thursday, we set aside uh, the day to go and evangelize our area. If, even if they are working, we are right there to help them and said, okay, we wanted to help you, but we wanted to tell you the, about Christ as well. As a church, God has raising leaders now, and four of those guys in, in my left are attending to the seminary now, so God can raise local pastors and local leaders. And the woman right there in the right, she's our first woman uh, for our church and even for that seminary being in the seminary. She, she was accepted just uh, two months ago, and she has a passion for Christ, passion to serve the Lord with children. Even though she came, from a, came out of a family uh, that has been a very hard times and very uh, big issues, and even though she came from a broken family, now she's right there being the light for her family. For being part of God's ministry in Ecuador, thank you, Nakadoches. Thank you so much, Holy Spring, for helping us. Thank you so much, Pastor Bob. Yeah, we climb, we drive. Sometimes we have to walk for one hour. It happened in, in the last uh, three years, I, I think. But right there, we are to taking you through churches, local churches taking you through uh, local pastors, taking you through communities, taking you to private schools and public schools to be able to attend and help them using your talents. Pastor Bobby, Tia Laura, Pastor David, it's such a big uh, blessing to see how God can use you, how God can use your talents and your knowledge and your Willingness. Maybe you're not a doctor. Well, you're not the only one. <laughs> but God is willing to use us. Uh, as I told you, I am an indigenous person as well in my country. And the lady in the left side, she's my grandmother. Uh, here we have uh, people serving and providing some medicine to our people, people that sometimes has to walk hours and hours to be able to be attended by the doctors, but no free medicine. But they, they have, there they have the opportunity and the blessing to uh, have some, something, you bring it sometimes, okay? My leaders and also uh, David and that little boy is my son. How important it is to not just talk, but do something else than that. One more time. You are a missionary uh, nation. How beautiful are the feet of those who reach the gospel of peace, preach the gospel of, of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. How beautiful are, has been your feet teaching us and showing that example to our nation. So people like me and local pastors can keep doing that. When somebody asks you, where are the results? What are you doing? 
please tell them and share with them. You are encouraging local pastors. You are raising pastors. You are raising local leaders. You are bringing uh, the gospel through the communities. You are bringing the gospel through uh, pub pu public schools where not places where that we are not allowed to get in. But once we have you, God just opened a door for us so we can get in and said, okay, here we are. We wanted to share the gospel with you, but that door has been opened while we are working together. They just shut the door if we are right there. But if they see you, they said, okay, welcome, come in. And then we, we are right there next to you to share the gospel. Sharing the gospel in areas that we are not allowed. Preaching the gospel in the schools where we are not allowed. Encouraging churches, local churches, communities, and pastors because uh, the blessings you are. Before I end this time, I still have in four minutes. I wanted to tell and mention these words. Being obedience, you've been touching communities, schools, local churches, leaders, teachers, students, parents, pastors, and in doing that, you keep le your legacy even in other countries. Thank you so much for that. Keep on your good work. If somebody asks you the results, you have heard already. Thank you for serving and praying for Ecuador. I wanted to encourage you to please be, encourage your pastor. Be for him, support him. Take care of your pastor. Honor him by loving him because he loves you as I love my people. This is my first time preaching an official sermon in English. Maybe there are some steps I had to jump, but it has been an honor for me to be here and share, you, share with you a little bit about what God is doing in Ecuador, through you, working together, serving the Lord. Please keep praying for Ecuador. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of, my make, of mine, making requests for you all my job, for your fellowship in gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this Every, everything that he who began a good work in you will complete, complete it until the day of Jesus Christ comes. Just as it is right for me to think this of you, of you all, because I have you in my heart. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful time. Maybe it was not an official sermon, but Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share about your love. 
thank you so much because we can see even though we are a different uh, country, even though we see the differences, even though we are different, uh, but we see one necessity that unites us, which is uh, you, Lord. Thank you for Holy Spring Baptist Church. Please bless them. Bless our pastor. Bless each single, single member through each single step. Thank you, Lord, for remembering, for, for, for reminding us that you, we are your people. We are part of your story. Each of us, we have one testimony to tell, and it will keep it for the eternity. Amen. Stay here for just a second. Aren't you impressed with the heart of God in this man? Now you know why we go and why we love Guillermo and uh, what he does for us and for the kingdom. Will you tell them real briefly the story that you told us um, about your church? I, I want you to listen uh, to what their church does once a month. Once a month, tell them your church gets up at, and starts heading. What's the name of the community that they head to? Okay, I will. Okay. Uh, all of you who has been there, of course, you know our church. And as a church, we know the importance of the Great Commission. Every, every month, once a month, we wake up really early. We take our car. Uh, I take a car and my car, and I, I bring all the people I can fit in, and maybe 15 or who knows, but. Uh, they do that in their cars. They cram them all in their cars. And we've, we drive for four or five hours, even deeper through the mountains. Uh, we get there around lunchtime, and we run. We divide it in teams, three, four teams sometimes, groups. And we know that we have a specific time to cover the whole community. And we basically run the mountain around the community to make sure each single family heard the gospel and heard the word of God on that day. And after do that, we do that, we ask them to please come and join us in a, a center point where we can preach again to them. And everybody comes together. And we have uh, uh, an, another opportunity to share the gospel before we leave. And we end that uh, activity around 8, 9 p.m. And after we've done that, we are ready to get back and we get back at home around 1, 2 a.m. or something like that. And it has been a huge bless for us. Just like when you, sometimes you say, oh, thank you so much. You ha it has been a blessing for me to be in Ecuador. It's the same, same thing for us. When we do God's work, it's not because we wanted to bless them, but we can even see how God can bless us as well. So yeah, this is what happened once a month. I just wanted you to hear the story of the legacy. You know, uh, an IMB missionary shared the gospel with Guillermo. Guillermo came to know the Lord. And Guillermo uh, 
uh, grew in the Lord. And we've had a part in loving him as he grew in the Lord. And now Guillermo's church once a month gets up at 5 in the morning, loads up about 15 people in his truck. They drive up the mountain four and a half hours, and they share the gospel all afternoon long, eat dinner, have a service, and leave to come back home at 8 in the evening and get home about 1 or 2 in the morning once a month, taking the gospel because somebody thought that he needed to know Jesus and took the time to introduce Guillermo to Jesus. And when Guillermo met, met Jesus, then Ecuador has been changed. And that's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that you need to know. Pastor Bobby. No, you're done. It's 11.30. And because of somebody like you who knows me even before I got married, I has been training me. It's because I'm able to be here as well. Thank you. Well, we love you. Thank you so much. We love you very much. Now you know why I wanted you to meet Kajermo. His heart is incredible, and what is happening in Ecuador is incredible. And I know that you have been touched, and that many of you hopefully will one day be able to make that journey with us or make a journey somewhere with us. That's always my prayer. Right now, what I would lo love to have happen, because uh, I think Guillermo has touched many hearts here this morning, is I would love for us just to have a time where you can respond to God. Uh, Jason and the worship team will lead us here in just a moment. It'll give you and me an opportunity to respond to God. Maybe God's calling you to a place. Maybe you've never felt the call that you were supposed to go someplace before. And after hearing Guillermo uh, share what it meant to him that somebody went and told him about Jesus, maybe the Lord's just beginning to work on your heart. Maybe you just need to come down to this altar and begin to talk to God about where is it that he wants you to go? What is it that you need to do to prepare yourself to go? Uh, maybe you heard him talk even about relationship, uh, what it means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. You heard him talk about uh, that uh, we don't believe in religion. We believe in a relationship. We believe in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, you heard Guillermo, how his life changed when he went into relationship with Jesus Christ. And maybe you've been practicing religion all your life but you've never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, today needs to be the day that that changes, that your heart begins a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't know what it means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ, please let me tell you. Please let Guillermo tell you or Clint or Jason. There's somebody here who will share with you what it means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe uh, you're looking for a church family and, and you've, determined that Holly Springs needs to be your church family. This is where you're going to plant your life. Maybe that's the decision that you need to make this morning. Whatever the Lord's been speaking to you, I pray that the Holy Spirit would give you the courage and the strength and the commitment to make uh, that decision. And if you need to make a decision, I'll be here at the front. Trish will be here at the front. We can meet you and, and, and walk you and talk you through anything. And if you don't need us and you just want to come up to the altar and pray, that's perfectly fine too. Whatever the Lord's leading you to do in your life, I pray that you will do that as we stand together and as we sing with Jason.
Praise God.